trying to. Oh, there we are. Hello, welcome to Psychic Coffee Shop. I'm Ace Knight, and of course, with me tonight is Techie Joe. How are you, darlings? I'm doing great. How are you this evening? I'm exhausted. <laughs> You're not even trying for evil at this point. Your evil is exhausted. Yeah, my evil has exhausted itself. I hear it. It's been a week. And yes. we are on Tuesday. Yes. And even in our pre-show, I think I missed telling you to turn on your light. It's already on. Oh, that's command center one. Okay. All righty. Anyway. Yay. There goes the light. All yeah, right. There we go. That's the desk lamp. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. It's just one of those things. I like to get you there. Because um, it was looking a little dark. It was looking a little dark. I've got my light going. So, you know, I remembered this week. God, what do good. Yeah. Hi, Brenda. How you doing? Oh, yeah. Comments. Those are helpful. Hi, Brenda. Oh, gosh. So, yeah, we've been running a little hard recently. Yeah, well, you know, I don't know. We've been treadmilling it, guys. We really have since like Sunday. Um, everyone knows Asim works nights. Yeah, night. The construction company that's redoing our roads begins work at seven a.m. Well, they start work slightly before 7 a.m. Because if I know anything about construction crews, the point in which you hear the sound is about 30 to 45 minutes at least after they got there. Yeah. Like, there, there's a whole process. Like, yeah. their day starts way earlier. Mm -hmm. So, I've been doing the evening shift sleep. That's been an experience. Yeah. 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 Well, hello, Lori. Welcome. Hello, Shannon. How are you? Uh, but anyhow, mm -hmm. we were just talking about weird crap in the news. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking some crazy stuff are going on, people. We had a massive explosion in Lebanon, Beirut. Or whether those, you know, small ones. No, this was kind of huge. Like, we're not even getting reports. Nobody's claiming it. We're looking at about 70 dead and about, uh, I think I saw 3,000 injured. Yeah. Um, actually, the article I found is starting to lay blame on a uh, on confiscated ammonium nitrate, I do believe. Mm -hmm. Um... Oklahoma City bombing. Think that. Uh, you know, Timothy McVeigh, truck full of fertilizer. Okay. Here's what they're claiming so far is that that was confiscated and in a warehouse storage facility and the, like, port of Beirut. Um, it's questioned right now whether there was a fire, if it was deliberate, what's going on. Um, but literally, this has been stored in that location for six years. 
Right. Um, leading to a lot of questions about why are you storing something in mm -hmm. large quantities mm -hmm. um, in that location um, for that long without a plan to get it out of there? Because again, you know, it literally just took a moving truck, if I remember that story correctly, from the 90s, uh, or I believe it was the 90s, um, with the Oklahoma City bombing. It literally took a moving truck. Yeah. From a very large orange company. Well, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, just took a moving van's worth, or a moving truck worth, um, to create total devastation in that area. Right. Um, for the, I believe it's the Edward Armour uh, Federal Building. Yeah. Well, that story's old. That that takes a little, like, but that was the first thing that popped in my head when I saw the, the fertilizer and the type it was, was didn't we, like, have a whole thing there? <laughs> like, and then, like three three lines down, it was like, you know, the uh, um, you know, yep, that's exactly what happened in Oklahoma City, just on a larger scale. Right, but you know, it's weird that it would be stored for six years. Granted, it may have been part of their evidence. Thank I mean, you. Yes, Alfred P. Murrah Federal uh -huh. Building, and I'm sure you know my Southern's kicking in this evening. So yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, well, and that's the problem with ammonium nitrate is, um, well, yeah. And in the McVeigh case, it was ammonium nitrate and fuel oil. Thank you, Mark. You are amazing. Um, but yeah, there, there was a little more to it for Timothy McVeigh. Um, and that was, that was 1995. Like I thought, I was trying to remember. Like the the like my high school years were kind of crazy, y'all. Like we we had the Timothy McVeigh Oklahoma City bombing thing. We had like all kinds of crap. Right. Um, Columbine. <laughs> it was a wild time. It was a really scary time. But yeah, no, it, it, but that was the first thing that clicked for me is like, we, people know this stuff's dangerous. Like, how could you, like, that was not a small news item. Right. But see, here's the thing though. And the thing to consider is there you do have an, um, a trial for someone that tried to kill the world prime minister going on. They also, you know, so if, and that is at least six years old. Now, you know, I'm betting that this was confiscated and being held for evidence. Um, and very much so, possibly, that they had to hold every bit of it for evidence because those courts are very, very different than what we have here in the United States. They're still set up on the 1940s style of government that was installed there. Well, but still, though, I mean, that's a material you cannot just hold in an area like that. Right. Like, this is dangerous enough in, a, you know, in a farmland. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and that was the whole point made in, you know, I believe the McVeigh case was that, you know, because that shocked everyone. I don't think most people caught 
you know, uh, our farmers are, because it is fertilizer, it is very, you know, important to our national food supply. Mm -hmm. um, the farmers were just kind of allowed to, you know, pre-1995, allowed to order however much of it you need. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that no one really thought about it, even though we kind of, like, not that it was in national consciousness even. Right. Um, then that, you know, this is very, very, you know, explosively flammable. Mm -hmm. Um, like you gotta be careful how you store it on a farm or you can do a lot of damage. Right. Um, you know, if anybody remembers probably about six years ago, there was a explosion at one of the factories in Charleston, West Virginia, because they actually make the stuff there. Yeah. Well, and that is a problem in West Virginia in general, is we do have a lot of chemical storage. We ran into that with um, uh, water supply issues. The uh -huh. Just because an old storage tank began to leak and whoever the hell decided to approve storing those chemicals near a massive water source. Right. So, yeah, it does. It, it's kind of horrific. Um, oh gosh. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Construction explosives could be bought with a valid ID in seven or eight states until then. Yeah. Well, yeah, and... Or valid-looking ID. Do what now? Or valid-looking ID. Like they yeah. are calling the DMV and going, blah, 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 blah. Is this a real ID? Yeah, basically. Um, if anyone actually, like, again, that was also a time period where it's like, sort of in that, that family of no one had actually really done this before. Mm -hmm. um, and if you're looking at, like, the, you know, up until probably 9-11, mm -hmm. um, there were a lot of things you could just buy. Right. Um, and even after that, there were still other things that you could just buy Right. that, you know, we really relax in identification on a lot of levels, mm -hmm. you know, quite frankly, in the nineties, you know, teenagers buying cigarettes, it was like, whatever, Right. you know, um, teenagers, at least high school age buying alcohol eh, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, a lot of retailers weren't really down with it. There was a lot of lax enforcement of IDing requirements. Now we've kind of gone the gone the other way, and we're seeing ID required for the purchase of a lot of things. Right. Some of which is just like what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are you what? Like, why am I getting ID'd for this? Why do we, why do you care? Mm -hmm. um, you know, and sometimes I'm like, maybe I don't want to know. Right. Maybe I don't want to know. Maybe I don't want to know the potential devastation of like something that it used correctly, mm -hmm. like a fertilizer, mm -hmm. is fairly harmless. Right. But used the wrong way is suddenly heavily deadly. Yeah, spray paint. Oh, my God. I can't even imagine what Mark goes through. Um, 
because you know there's a lot of issues with buying spray paint and being underage they're really trying to prevent um graffiti they're also trying to prevent huffing true i mean come on you see what we go through when we go to buy air cans oh yeah yep so sinus meds good god once upon a time mm-hmm. um like again no one cared um and cough syrup as well you know it wasn't until you know that whole fiasco thing mm-hmm. of you know people getting high on cough syrup mm-hmm. that we had an issue like right it's, it's freaking cough syrup which problem man right and you know what's insane is just having to go through this stuff and deal with it but you know we've got other weird news popping up mm-hmm i.e we've got we had mystery seeds popping up and even i got some joe evidence one. Oh yes sorry getting there yeah so we got seeds um little let me see if i can get like we have them double bagged there we go let me get one turned around so little teeny tiny guys like trying to get a good angle on the light oh come on catch the light man so yeah there it just looks like there we go you can kind of see at the bottom of this packet Mm -hmm. um that little tiny guys right yeah no totally got that in the mail um ours were actually from the solomon islands Mm -hmm. um and it's a reship of a wish shipment Um, it looks like yeah that was never ordered um, because the first, like the lower label, like I played while I had the baggie out mm-hmm. um, before I stored the baggie with the seeds. Because we get tons of wish shipments, and you know, because we're wishies. Um, so getting a little baggie like this, if you've ever ordered from Wish, we've had a shit ton of these coming in recently. The baggies, I mean, right. um, because you did a massive order. I did. Tarot cards and crystals and, you know. And stuff. And and I've ordered stuff. I'm working on. Yeah. And And I've ordered stuff. I've got stuff hanging out there I haven't seen. You know what I mean? Like, I've got stuff that was supposed to have been here, like, I don't know, six months or a year or more ago. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I always have that hope. Just Mm -hmm. maybe this time. And the problem we ran into, which I, I don't want to screw with that bag enough to get to that point, um, is in the declaration line. It was kind of hard to read. Mm-hmm. So, again, had no idea what we were getting. Right. And, oh, okay. yeah, so, you know, we're trying to get a hold of our agriculture to see what we're supposed to do with them because we don't want to throw them in the trash. Uh, no, not putting that in a landfill. Yep. Oh yeah, don't we all? Like our like sometimes I think we just all drunkenly order wish. Right. You know, it's just like, oh cool, three bucks, awesome. Like, and then all of a sudden there's a package in the mail, and you're like, what the hell did I order? But, and we had a question about what I think about the psychic play. I think that a lot of stuff is going on right now. I think that the we have a, a Russian and China hacking agency attempting to 
infiltrate and see where things are and see what they can get through customs. I think that we've got a very massive um, thing going on that's enabling us. We need to be a little watchful of. I think that we've got a, the shipment staff is really just seeing where something is, seeing if customers will let this go through, let us let this go through. Yeah, and Shannon saying, I saw, she saw an article where they look like squash, but there was a concern they're an invasive species. Yeah, that's on the seed side of it. Um, there's a lot of problems with planting random seeds. Mm -hmm. um, is that, one, you do not know what these are. So mystery seeds are, you know, that's, you know, not really a bad thing. Exactly. If you have mystery seeds, that's in and of itself not bad. But then there's the, is the seed that you're planting an invasive species? Is that seeds from a plant affected by a, you know, a plant disease um, that we don't have here and would like to not have? Um, then you also run into problems with seed collection uh, can be an imperfect process. Um, so you can have um, eggs of insects um, that may be an invasive species to our area. So you start trying to do this lovely process of growing those seeds. Um, you may inadvertently be releasing something horrible into your own backyard and because hi kudzu was a wonderful thing many decades ago mm -hmm. um and, and like my father remembered planning it. it it took the construction industry by storm they were using it to in uh, shore up embankments everywhere because it's great at that it will totally network in and mesh in to like a loose embankment and kind of hold that in place. It was great for construction. Mm -hmm. It grew faster and more reliably than grass seed. Um, and it was low cost. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, no one realized at the time that, uh-uh, you don't want to play with that. Um, because in, in, many ways um it's the perfect plant mm -hmm. <clears throat> it's also very aggressive right um and will choke out literally anything else and it's next to impossible to kill right and i've just double confirmed because i went ahead and decided i would look up white sage and seeds and look what they look like they look like grass seeds that does not look like grass seeds yeah, that's not really, yeah, no. Yeah, no. 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 All right. So, yeah, and so as for the, sorry, the psychic version, did we get that in? I know we were kind of about that. Yeah, I was talking about that I think they're trying to see what they can get through customs. Um, you know, how detailed customs will be. I do feel like this is a hacking thing. Um, I also feel like that we were being, like, tested on three different fronts. I think we've got something coming through from China's hacking team. I think we've got Russia trying to hack in. And then I also think that we've got um, 
another group that is in the Middle East trying to hack and see what they can get through things. Now, they, now once the seeds made news, now they're starting to send out socks and masks that yeah. are being quickly treated. Well, which is a brief item I saw today and not a uh, one that we've researched heavily. Um, that, and these items are claimed to be soaked in a chemical that will cause chemical burns. And that part, I'm a little mew. Yeah. Um, that, I don't know. Um, but as for like, if you're getting random things in the mail, that's where we have a problem, especially with Wish being so prolific over the last few years um, and the massive delay that shipping can be and the sometimes, oh, we lost your package, and then, oops, here it is. Um, it does become a thing. Uh -huh. um, yeah, like our seeds were a little different. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like a lot of them are like very large or larger seeds um, that are more in the like pumpkin seed, squash seed kind of size range. Mm -hmm. um, but I've also seen articles linking to photos of even different seeds. Yeah. Um, something that's less flat, more three, you know, more like a, a so to speak, a round um like a thicker seed that is you know just as thick as it is wide mm -hmm. um you know kind of a little bit all over the place right um read mg's question um hi Asen and joe you guys had a show regarding saving money in the deep freeze do you guys see cash coins going away with the change shortage we have no Here's why. I think the chain shortage is an effect of the pandemic, and it's what it's been touted as. I do not think that we will go cash-free into electronic systems for at least 20 years. Um, two reasons for that. We have an elderly government, very elderly. They are not going to go for that. They don't even understand what Bitcoin is. Um, the other thing is I don't think that people are ready for it. True. Um, also, there's a lot of issues with that with small businesses and with um, basically how much commerce is still worked in cash. Right. Um, because if you're looking at the auction circuits, like for cars, for um, a number of big ticket items, in uh -huh. sometimes in restaurant supply and just person to person transactions, uh -huh. um, we like our cash. Yeah. Um, and some of that's legitimate. You don't want to take a check necessarily and get screwed. Um, so, you know, in God we trust, all others pay cash uh, starts to apply. You know, uh -huh. it's a trust issue, um, but you also have the reduced costs. Mm -hmm. um, that come with cash, right? And the reduced, um, you know, the the ability to kind of move that money around. Now you also have nefarious sides of cash, which mm -hmm. is sort of where we get to with um, asset forfeiture, for instance, mm -hmm. um, or its intent. I know we can have a whole show about asset forfeiture. 
So before even anyone kicks in with that, yeah, I know. I know. Um, but the the idea behind asset forfeiture was mm-hmm. that it does cash can allow illegal transactions to occur in addition to misreporting transactions. Right. Um, you know, like for instance, if you sell a car for five hundred dollars, was it actually and it's in cash, how do you prove it? Was right. it five hundred? Was it a five thousand? What was it? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can get into a little bit of gray area. Right. Now I'm currently not trusting any large bank. Point blank, not trusting them. We have too much of a rocky end market to look at that. Um, not dealing with them as much as possible because there's something there. We saw this in 2009, and it's looking worse than it did then. Mm-hmm. Well, and then, but this can, and I understand people's concerns, um, especially on the hills of uh, India. Uh Um, which actually ran into a massive uh, shortage Uh on cash. Um, But now when you look at their society, what ended up happening is after the initial like panic, um, because theirs is a, or was a commerce situation that very strongly relied on cash. Right. Because there were a lot of very small vendors. Right. Um, you know, that the, it's a society with a lot less major corporations in terms of every aspect of your daily life. Uh-huh. Um, so cash was more predominant. When you look at that society and what happened is very quickly, um, cell phones became more ubiquitous. Cell phone networks expanded. The accessibility of apps uh, became widespread. A lot of vendors adapted and survived um, and moved away from cash quickly. Right. Um, But no, I don't think the U.S. can deal with it. I know most of the the world cannot deal with it. And here's another major problem. Mm -hmm. U.S. money is the universal money. Well, it is considered the, one of the strongest currencies. Right. Um, so it does, it, does, it does tend to be a base for um, standardization. We don't typically have major swings mm-hmm. in the value of the dollar. Um, right. It's a stable currency. It's not in a situation typically in which we could have, you know, like if you're moving from one currency to another, typically the U.S. dollar as well as the British pound are considered like very stable currencies. Right. Even the right. Canadian dollar to an extent. Right. But in the world market, mm-hmm. you have two entities that are in two different currency systems they will use the American dollar. Yeah, because it does. Yeah, it does make it easier to avoid like sudden swings Mm -hmm. um, between two global currencies, Mm -hmm. Um, especially ones that that may be a little more volatile. 
Right. Um, but it, that also gets into the scenario, though, that... And he pauses. Let's see if he comes back. That's quite funny of a picture. There we go. I think we're back up. Welcome back. Yeah. Gotta love 2020, don't you? Um, so to back up just a hair, um, it does lead to concern and consideration as to how much the U.S. Um, plays a role in mm-hmm. the volatility of foreign currencies with our foreign currency investments, right. um, especially at times like now in which a lot of people are looking for safe investments, um, you know, Especially, you know, well, it's a pandemic. Um, you start to question, you know, everyone's abilities. Plus, we look at other countries in which I believe the lira, wasn't it, just destabilized a bit? A lot of currencies are destabilizing. Um, a lot of African currencies are destabilizing. Yeah. Uh, and with that, you know, and a lot of smaller countries just use the American dollar. Yeah. Like, that's just their currency. Well, or at least in terms of, you know, business and finance, just because it's more predictable. Like, you wouldn't carry it in your wallet, but it is how you would. Well, true. Okay. In Africa, some of the smaller countries do not have their own currency. Their currency is the American dollar. Um, and that's been a major kind of, and that's why we get like terrorist lists of people that they're taking assets from. Um, reason being is those assets are held in American banks, are frozen in American banks. And everyone in America and larger developing countries thinks of the Swiss banks. That's because they're neutral on all things. They've been neutral for centuries mm-hmm. now. But you go into Africa, you can take your cat, your $20 in America, and it's going to be $20 there. It's the same $20 bill. Um, this is also why I think we have a shortage in currency. Well, but it also changes its buying power. Mm-hmm. You will run into that. Um, and that's sometimes a large part of the U.S. dollar in and of itself is how it plays against other economies as well. Mm-hmm. That, you know, $20 in the U.S. buys you dinner. You know, reasonably. Right. You can buy dinner and dessert. Mm-hmm. Have a nice dinner, really. Um, in other countries, that could practically be a phone bill. All right. Or, before that we should look at moving to a few countries because I could have a maid for less than I make in a day. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's been happening a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, we, the, especially throughout Asia, uh, your lovely Asian countries, that entire area, uh, Thailand especially, um, have seen a lot of uh, uh, expatriation of people who look sometimes just at their financial resources, mm-hmm. um, often as part of their retirement. And realize that while what they have in the U.S. and especially looking down the road, 
not a really big, you know, um, nest egg. You move to a different country and suddenly that amount of money is just unheard of Mm -hmm. um, in terms of its buying power and how much more you can get, how much more bang for your buck you can get because it represents a, a small fortune. All right. Um, compared to what you would make in that country, like its conversion rate and what it represents in that country is massive. Mm-hmm. So, yes. And then I think, oh, hello, I am that I am. Um, all right, that's an interesting take. 2020 is a good year. Mm, for hey. I don't know where you are or what you're doing, (laughs) but if 2020 is a great year for you, then 2020, wow. Yeah. Now we're starting Um, to see some things that I haven't seen since the 50s, taking a mobile take on it. Okay. Being a president trying to executive order banning an app, which by the way, the executive order would, you know, end in January being TikTok, and he freezes again yeah hello i think we're back yes you're back sorry don't know what's going on i don't know either honey Uh, but you know i think this is bullcrap it's a freaking social media thing that they're trying to control their whole thing is it's owned by a chinese company Half the United States is owned by a Chinese company. If they call their mortgages in, the U.S. government is in trouble. Well, and then you have a, the, the, and I've made this point before, and it's hard to sometimes to get people to totally follow what I'm going through. The app itself is only doing things that it's capable of doing. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the thing you got to realize. This isn't just TikTok's ability. Like, they did not suddenly create an app that is doing something that was unthinkable. No, it's totally normal. Mm-hmm. Like, your whatever game can do the exact same things. Mm-hmm. And that's actually been a contention. Um, we've seen other apps that the military has banned. Mm-hmm. Um, on uh, and in terms of like fitness trackers, mm-hmm. because they point blank were gathering location data, which is a normal thing for a fitness app, mm-hmm. because it's seeing your movement and calculating, you know, your calorie burning and fitness. Um, but inadvertently, through that tracker was also starting to identify military personnel, military bases that weren't publicly disclosed. Mm-hmm. Um, because it, it the, the aggregation of that data started to draw attention to places. Like, why is there a lot of activity in this one spot? Uh-huh. You know, and why does it look like they're running in a circuit around, like, a facility like what the hey um but yes um we oh so it's not just the point here 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the ultimate issue going on here. That's the yeah. ultimate problem. Um, and we all know that. Yeah, um, we all know that, you know, Trump's about hurt to begin with. Well, um, and then China in general. Yeah. Like, he's got to sell the whole Wuhan virus concept to his base on the heels of an election. Mm -hmm. um, and anti-China rhetoric on the heels of an election. He and I guarantee he got turned down for another Chinese loan or not authorized to have a hotel there. Hmm. But ultimately, the problem isn't TikTok or Chinese companies creating apps. The mm -hmm. problem is the environment in which these apps exist, which is one that allows this information. Mm -hmm. um, that as you're installing an app and you're getting asked, allow this, allow that, allow, 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 allow. One, a lot of people aren't reading and asking, is this legitimate? How is this data used? Why do you need this data? And is this a data release I'm comfortable with or should be comfortable with? Mm -hmm. And really thinking about like, what does your location represent? And what can it represent? Um, because ultimately, a lot of these apps aren't just on and off. Or, or pretty much are, excuse me, on and off, there's no, like, if it's on, it's on. If it's off, it's off. Mm -hmm. There's no middle ground of control there. And that's the bigger concern, is that in a lot of ways, the we're, we're not really, we're going after a company when the reality is, for me, if you're going to start making this about location sharing on devices owned by, say, military or, um, you know, persons with high power um, within government or military, um, if you're going to start making this about that, here's my first question is why, oh, why? is a personal device that can have you know market regular marketplace apps installed floating around your very sensitive data and information because there's even more issues with that uh -huh. because as that device is moving through and potentially beaming you know your location data surrounding network data um people and their devices, rough information um, that are around you, i.e. how Google figures out when the busiest time of day at a restaurant is um, and can sit there and graph it for you and other locations you go to. Um, if all of that's occurring on a personal device, why are you letting the personal device be there mm -hmm. and turned on? Mm -hmm. and accessible to the right. internet. Why, oh, why are you doing this? Because when we look at corporate America, we have had a struggle for years with that. Um, and that was before the ubiquity of a smartphone, mm -hmm. that employers were very, very concerned with the idea of something as simple as an early phone with a camera. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. in that, okay, now you're opening an opportunity to compromise data. As in, click, you just took a picture of a screen's worth of data that maybe you shouldn't have access to, or if you should have access to, shouldn't be able to walk out of the building with. Uh -huh. or send to someone else. Right. I feel it is a, it's, I'm calling it just like Shannon says, as he's mm -hmm. butthurt over, you know, having freedom of speech. If you've not noticed, he's been going after social media heavily. Um, and the reason being is he's starting to get some blowback. He's starting to get worried. Um, yeah. And I think we'll see other dictator moves because, you know, his buddy Putin is telling him, oh, this is what we do here. Um. And I also see that a lot more in other countries. India has already banned it. The reason India banned it is because there was a lot of anti-government stuff mm -hmm. going on on TikTok. Why? Because the people there have freedom of speech on TikTok. That is not typically protected within their government. Right. That's the key point. In a First Amendment you know, so to speak, a First Amendment country, i.e. the U.S. and other countries that have First Amendment style protections mm -hmm. for free speech, um, that's where you like really have to start paying attention mm -hmm. to where is Trump trying to steer this? Right. And is that a road you want to be going down? Mm -hmm. um, because ultimately what happens when you start trying to block free speech mm -hmm. um, is effectively setting up for a propaganda machine that you only have an official state news organization. Right. And exactly. Um, Twitter was banned in a lot of places. Here's the problem, though. It kept being used. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. You change your location, you can get what you need. Uh, well, and more importantly, the value of a VPN for getting a message out that is prohibited by a government. Right. It is also, however, why there's a lot of discomfort um, still surrounding people using VPNs that are not work-based, mm -hmm. i.e. you're not directly connecting to your employer. Mm -hmm. um, through that connection, because ultimately everything that goes through a VPN is highly encrypted. Mm -hmm. it, it's, it's a tunnel, right? effectively, functionally, and literally between you and an end destination, such as an employer or a service, mm -hmm. such as the many, 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 VPN services that are out there. Um, and I find it surprising even Norton is really heavily pushing VPNs now yeah. for data protection. Um, I don't know how much of that is still legitimate. Um, it, like data protection is certainly a legitimate use of a VPN, don't get me wrong. But how much of it is slowly becoming fears and concerns, uh -huh. especially in a Trump appointee-led um, FCC. Well, and what I'm even more concerned with in general is, you know, it's now federally required 
that your internet provider maintain records of your internet surfing. It of the, where you go, what you see, everything. Mm-hmm. Um, for copyright and child porn. I mean, they give a hundred different reasons, but it's tracking. However, well, and that's been multiple years. That started in the LimeWire age. Yeah. That we started seeing a lot of crackdowns with internet service providers um, just through DC, uh, uh, DCMA takedown notices. Mm-hmm. Like that was the shot across the bow of, you know, wait a second. What do you mean? You know what I, I'm doing with my connection, right? Um, and that shocked and surprised I think a lot of people because there was an early LimeWire period in which we were all downloading whatever the hell we wanted. I'll admit to it. Mm-hmm. Good luck finding evidence of it, other than my own confession here. But you know, the again, the ubiquity of that, right? Um, and the requirements in order to sue me, blah 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 blah. Um, but there was a point in which it was a very serious threat to copyright. However, it changed the way our ISPs began interacting with us. Yeah. And a question, Mm -hmm. that, or is that the smoke screen? That's where it started. It's just a funny thing happened on the way to protecting copyright. Mm Mm-hmm is we started to realize is that it's the slippery slope of that mm-hmm. is that when you start monitoring mm-hmm. you have a oh it's carte blanche without right. a vpn connection it's carte blanche you're mm-hmm. gonna see everything mm-hmm. you know it, it's you don't get to necessarily, you know, only look for these things. By definition, you have to see everything in order to find what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. So that data starts to become more and more valuable. Mm-hmm. And it starts to be being more and more used. It's like the more I see news articles or the more I see crap, more my Facebook feed and my Google feed and my YouTube ads fill up Mm -hmm. with other crap. Here's an example. Um, One of the network I'm currently working for most of the time. You know, I'm researching and using and sharing ads for and everything else. Every one of their competitors fill my YouTube feed up with (laughs) ads for another network. Mm-hmm. Well, but it's also surprising how much data we give away. Right. Um, ultimately, if you're not using an incognito search, if you're on a Windows machine, if you are connected directly to your ISP, you are giving away a lot of data. Mm-hmm. A ton of data. Right. Um, in terms of uh, cookies on your computer, advertising ID inside of Windows, if you have not turned that off, please go turn that off. Um, if I set up your machine, I turn that off. Um, but you start becoming a unique person mm-hmm. that is, in many cases, very identifiable. 
despite their claims that, oh, we're only using data in aggregate. Well, no, you're not. With, you know, uh, discarded um, direct user information, we're assigning everyone a unique identifier. Mm -hmm. Therein lies a problem. Much of the time, the sheer volume of data will mm -hmm. start to very, very clearly narrow down who, what, where, when, why, and how. Right. Um, to the point that you can identify a, a not only a person, mm -hmm. but even through that data, you may start to see things that other people aren't realizing about themselves, mm -hmm. such as the Target uh, situation, mm -hmm. in which Target effectively outed a teen for being pregnant to her father, mm -hmm. if I remember that situation correctly. Um, it, is, it started sending all these ads or you know, literal physical mailers um, to someone they thought was pregnant. Mm -hmm. And her dad's like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. And turns out the teen's pregnant. Mm -hmm. Oops. Mm -hmm. Cat's out of the bag. <laughs> um, but that's the level of detail we start seeing. Correct. And we're seeing in other countries where they're using um, contact tracing on your cell phone. Like if you're somewhere close and someone is also close, you mm -hmm. know, they're able to send a text message to ID 333. You were at Bob Evans yesterday. It was infected by somebody. You need to get tested. Mm -hmm. So instead of attacking this stuff, we need to start using it. We need to start using it for ourselves, for our protection. Well, but herein lies the problem, is it does have very protection-enriched features and abilities. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, though, and what's happening in a lot of cellular cases, is your phone is always triangulating. Mm -hmm. It's not just seeing one tower connecting to that tower and forsaking all others. It's constantly trying to find the nearest towers. It's not looking at one or two or three or five or ten. It's seeing every tower in an area that its signal range can hit. Now, the ultimate issue is that becomes a triangulation and can get you fairly close on a location just in and of itself. Most people do not turn off actual GPS on their phones. Mm -hmm. That gives you more granularity. Even if you turn off GPS, mm -hmm. Google, if you're, and I believe iOS as well for, uh, for Apple users, for iPhone users, um, is also constantly monitoring what wireless networks you are near. Mm -hmm. Plus you have Bluetooth. If you have Bluetooth enabled, constantly running on your phone, it is constantly looking out and seeing, are there other devices near me? Mm -hmm. So with that, you start getting a lot of data and information mm -hmm. and going back through those providers about location and activities going on in a location and things people are, you know, people that are in a location. Mm -hmm. um, that can start to form connection mm -hmm. if you're looking at the data. Mm -hmm. um, 
and hence how you figure out like a military base and who a bunch of military people are mm -hmm. and start being able to contact them just based off of a little bit of app data and searches. Right. But at the same time, I'm sorry. I think the Corona connection app would take care of a mm -hmm. lot of this. We don't have that infrastructure. Not to that point. We have technology that can do it. And it's been mm -hmm. tested in France, it's been tested in Great Britain, it's been tested in um, Asia. It's working. Mm -hmm. Look at their numbers. They're down. Um, and if you, you know, and that kind of leads us into something, another app that's going bye-bye that I think will be a little shocking for a lot of Android users. Mm -hmm. Say goodbye to your Google Music and say hello to your YouTube Music. Mm -hmm. That's where we're at. Um, so yeah, when I when we were discussing this one earlier, because we were, I was driving, he was telling me about it. My first thought, I got a little excited. I thought what might have finally happened at first was that perhaps Google is giving something up in their fight to get Amazon and um, uh, Samsung, especially, uh, to get Samsung to give up its app stores, its third-party app stores, um, is that maybe Google's looking to do a trade. No, they're just realizing finally, after this many years, that Google Music and YouTube Music are effectively competing products. Mm -hmm. That effectively at this point, you're selling the same thing twice. Mm -hmm. Except um, Google Music has been fairly beloved. YouTube Music, not so much. Right. No one's loving the YouTube Music. Frankly, I'm not even liking all the YouTube ads to go and sign up to get all these wonderful features of YouTube just for whatever a month. I haven't even looked to see how much it costs because I don't give a shit anymore. You've pissed me off, Google. 1059 a month. Huh? 1059 a month. Wow. Not that we couldn't afford it. Not that we might not at some day end up doing it. I'm just still ticked. Well, I'll probably do it, and here's why. I am tired of the freaking commercials when I'm trying to watch a documentary. Granted, I get monetization. Give us certain, you know, we're not monetized, but please give those creators three cents or whatever it is that you get for an ad. However, and that would be the reason for this, because they are pushing for it so that you, you know, otherwise you're getting an ad every five to ten minutes. It's worse than television. Yeah. But when looking at this, we quit, you know, we go, oh, this is why this was happening. Mm -hmm. Or at least I do. Is, oh, you know, for what, two years we had Pandora? For how long? Two Sorry. years we had Pandora. Oh, at least. Yeah. yeah. Um, so for two years, uh, for a year and a half, no problems. I can listen to whatever I want, wherever I want, plug it into the car, plug it, you know, she Life likes it. Good, everyone's happy. Right. Yay. Yeah. And then, you know, apps like Google Auto 
or songs couldn't be played. And we're like, what this? Did we, no, we say, you know, I've got a new card. Maybe it didn't transfer. And I have to back up and say, no, it was only about a year and a half we were uh, Google Music people. Because there was a while there before that, I at least was an Amazon Music subscriber. No. Back when Amazon Music uh-huh. worked with Google Auto, or with right. Android Auto, more importantly. All right, but we went to Pandora as the unifying one, and that was two right. years. Yeah. Was it? Was it really yeah. two years ago? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so. We get sick and tired of this. I go enough. Go find me something else. Mm-hmm. Push to Spotify. We have had no issues. Our navigation isn't crashing. Our usage isn't insane. Mm-hmm. She likes it. He likes it. So, and the phones like it. Well, and I've quit driving in silence now. Because I was to that point, it was aggravating the hell out of me mm-hmm. trying to get to listen to what I want. It's like, I, and we talked about this in a previous show, it was driving me absolutely annoying. So it becomes a point in which after the 15th time I've asked you to do a thing, mm-hmm. I just quit. Right. I'm just, that's it. I'm not even going to bother anymore. Mm-hmm. Like we will, you know, we will observe an hour of silence from here to my, lo- you know, destination mm-hmm. because not even trying. Right. You know, which by the way, hello, Spotify listeners. We are very happy with you. We are glad to have been added to your catalog. Yeah. Oh. Yes. Yeah. So now that we're Spotify people. Um, yeah, we have, and I was really happy. We did the sign up through my account. Um, and my account basically, um, I had ended a few years before, um, I still can't remember why, but I was really happy it pulled all my stuff back in. Mm -hmm. I was like, yay, I remember creating that. Mm -hmm. Like, I created this playlist. Like, Uh this is me. I did that. Uh Cool. So, yeah, I was happy to see that come back because I do remember leaving Spotify and that being, like, my biggest, like, oh, crap. hmm was like, uh-huh, I just got playlists I like. But then again, I haven't gone through all of them. It may now be like, ew, what was I thinking? It'll be like, ew, who was in your life? And what was the, you know, being stuck into your media face? Sorry, honey. You fall for marketing all the time. Hey, not all the time. I do like marketing, though. I will guarantee you if when we are able to return to a restaurant and we go into the restaurant and we're standing there to order, you will order whatever the big picture is. No, I won't. I will consider it, however. Mm -hmm. I will heavily consider it. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, there's a lot of things that I just am fixated on. And sometimes it's the only reason I like a restaurant. Uh-huh. But then like again, the sometimes I get tired. Do what now? Like the Burger King burger. Which one? What are you doing? It's the equate to the, to the Big Mac. I couldn't pay you to eat a Big Mac, but you've ordered the crown twice. 
No, I haven't. Yeah, you have. Oh. No. You were okay. Or okay. those nachos, which were great, but the sheets put them in front of you like 14 times in an order. You know? But, yeah. Um, so yes, but Brenda points out a friend in Canada just got COVID info on his phone. Uh And let's talk about something for a second. And I don't know whether to keep my mouth shut on it or like bring this up. And I keep wondering why no one else is bringing it up if they're in the same place I am. Didn't we see a like Trump go through a whole, like he wanted a presidential alert system. This was turned into a massive thing. We mm-hmm. now can all, in addition to pres- in addition to amber alerts and severe weather alerts, um, we can also get presidential alerts. And I'm just going, why didn't we use this for COVID? Mm-hmm. Like, why aren't we doing that? Mm-hmm. Like, what did I miss? Right. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, and I'm going, if if any other time were, you know, to use that system. Uh-huh. Um, this is a pretty big national emergency. Mm-hmm. Um, seeing daily rates, information going out as a national broadcast, um, you know, based on your location as to what like your state, your county's uh, numbers are for that day. Why aren't we doing that? Oh, wait, wait, is this, does this fall into the, the president whose presidential alert system he created? Is that because this is a hoax? Not supporting it. I'm saying that's been the argument over and over and over that's being made is, oh, it's a hoax, no big deal, it's not a big thing. Um, it would sending that data out basically legitimize, much like him now wearing a mask in public, legitimize what everyone else with a brain has realized since at least February. Right. That this is a actual disaster. Right. And here's, and there's a, HBO interview that I'm going to have to sit through. Mm-hmm. We're going to save you guys the 37 minutes of insanity <clears throat> to listen to. But we'll talk about that on Friday show because I didn't get to it tonight. Okay. Yeah, but we will talk about it because it's one of those ones that's like, hmm, a reporter actually done their job. Yeah. Uh, I think that was the one I was seeing outtakes on. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was a little scary. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah. All yeah. Right. And again, guys, if you're not reading the bottom of the screen, we are taking questions. Yeah. It is like a coffee shop. Well, we do that now on both shows. Well, uh, I know, but it's been really quiet for a psychic coffee shop. Like, we were getting more on Friday. Come on, guys. Where are y'all at? late we're late and you know we'll get it on friday i'm sorry guys you didn't get coffee chat with me hopefully this sometime this week you'll be able to do that um our house is sounded like a war zone from seven to five 
So I'm not going to bring you guys into the war zone because believe me, I've already debated on bunkering the house. I think we've also debated on like maybe we just need to take a two week quarantine in a cheap motel like 20 miles away or whatever the minimum from home is in order to get a hotel room. Right. Um, I'm about there. Yeah, if they keep this up, we may relocate because there are some lovely cabins up north, up in Brenda's area that I've been looking at for a asyncation. We could possibly move up, go up there for a, a month. Yeah, because it, this has been a lot. Yes. Um, between having a road closed, apparently we found out today the water company did not do anything to prepare. Right. Um, for this project, so they are having to call them house by house, right? Um, to come out and do what they should have already done, which was recess uh, to lower the water lines. Um, so it is they're putting in a storm uh, drainage system that this has the the water lines have to be below it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, our entire world sounds like a the middle of a construction site. Like there's no stopping it. Right. Basically seven to seven, twelve hours a day. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's been crazy. Right. But we're here, we're surviving. We haven't killed anyone yet. They haven't killed us. It's come close though. Very close. Um, hey, hey, MG has a question. Awesome. Go for it. All right. So, date of birth, 22082. Um, oh, hey, Mika. Ah, MG, got it now. Um, I've been making mistakes at work. Will I get better or will I get fired? Mm. You know, without even being psychic and before he gets to his answer, um, which is, you know, the one you actually want, I will say, though, that's something I've run into with, in talking to a lot of people right now. Like, a lot of people, the stress is getting to them. Mm-hmm. And mistakes are happening. Job duties are unclear. Like, sometimes your, your job just doesn't translate to work from home. Um, well, I don't think it's that, but I'll, you go for you and then I'll go. Sorry, just saying. So a lot of people are kind of in the same boat. Uh-huh. Um, like they're making mistakes at work. They're getting very frustrated with work. They are, you know, really starting to challenge um, their situation. All right. So here's what we got. We're going to do the four card thing. You know, we have you, you know, getting stressed out. When we look at the combination of the moon and the nine of wands, you got a lot of unsuredness, a lot of fear going on here. You got a lot of stress that is affecting your memory. It's affecting your time. It's affecting your abilities. So that causes worry with the nine of swords here. You're stressing. You're staying up late, too late. You're not getting enough rest, which creates brain fog. Do you get fired? Three of Cups, no, you may get a promotion, but you're going to have to pull yourself out real quick of this um, mode. What I would suggest you doing is going to bed earlier, waking up, taking some time to list out what you got to do at work during the day, 
like you got to take care of this project or answer this or whatever that way when you get that 230 you're kind of getting fuzzy you'll stop making mistakes checklists are a wonderful thing and um we've mentioned on the one of the shows before one of the hardest things in the world was getting surgeons to use a checklist mm -hmm. turned out created a lot less problems um and surgical complications right and doctors stopped losing watches yeah you know. well there's that or forgetting aspects of surgery like thinking that they've done something because they do it all the time mm -hmm. um so if your job is and just general advice if your job is repetitive at all habit trackers mm -hmm. are a wonderful thing they're amazing i'm enjoying my workbook by the way brenda um mg you guys that are in here all the time, would you like to see a playthrough of my planner? You're very what? welcome, MG. You're welcome, MG. We've all gone through that. Heck, I've made some mistakes here recently, too, um, in, like, marketing and stuff. Not so to mention my afternoon. Let me just pop that in real quick. Uh, my afternoon involved, I had one of those moments where I had two clients, well, the same client, two people at that client, calling me or texting me trying to change stuff around and i just agreed to everything and then i'm sitting there afterwards and realizing as i'm out of the situation that was distracting me what did i just do i can't do anything i just told them i could do <laughs> right like what is wrong with me you're not um, doing your planner well you know that's some of well i don't know that's entirely it it's like once i got out of the distraction like it suddenly hit me what i just said and it's like i can't do that i have this 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 and this that all conflict mm -hmm. um so yeah a lot of right now is a lot of curveballs are being thrown and we've been running into that a lot is that a lot of things are being scheduled on so to speak sifting sands mm -hmm. or shifting sands sorry mix my metaphors um shifting sands so a lot of people are changing things right now a lot of things are getting rescheduled a lot of requirements are being changed a lot of availabilities are moving around um it's a lot more moving parts than our routine mm -hmm. um is used to and managing all of that is a pain yeah. um, and to some degree yes um i'm not spending enough time with my planner though again i've kind of been front and center on 2020 was the year to take that lovely planner you bought and throw it in a wood chipper because that's going to be closer to what your real schedule is going to be <laughs> than anything you see on a pretty page right now well, I totally debate that issue because we just re-Franken-plane my planner yeah. um, because I'm a Franken-planner. Right now, I'm using the Happy System, which I like that, but it's multiple pieces of planners and things that I've created for my planner. So and I'm getting a yes from Brenda. So probably, yeah, sometime, not this month because I've already dumped too much stuff into it, but I'll put that on the video idea list because we've got to set up the second camera. Um, to do that and to lay things out 
and you do a plan with me basically and i'm gonna i'll do a flip through of what my monthly looks like one of the things that i highly suggest is a habit tracker a house tracker um we're getting ready to inventory the freezer because even though i'm organized in my brain can tell you, you know, yeah, I bought steak this week, I bought this this week, I bought this that week. Um, we went to load the groceries in and click list because apparently my brain stores the meat as I buy it. Click list, it doesn't store it in. And I found I had pork chops and I'm like, those were on my bottle list. Yes. So definitely I will do a, you know, in September, around September 1st, look for a plan with me and we'll sit down and go through Asin's planner and some of the things that we've created for it um, and help you and maybe you guys can find things to use especially if you're just now experiencing what I call independent work where you don't have a real boss you know breathing over your shoulder um, and you're able to more create your day absolutely um, yeah. because it has been a challenge for a lot of people Mm -hmm. um, and that's one thing I, I, I'm really hearing a lot of feedback. Yeah. Um, from, you know, clients, from others, from, you know, a lot of people that are kind of posting about their frustrations mm -hmm. um, as well. That, you know, this is a massive, massive change. And a lot of workplaces were never. Like they kind of had a disaster plan for like a major disaster hitting their company or hitting like their town or their county. But a lot of that planning, the bigger the disaster, which this is, this is a worldwide pandemic, mm -hmm. a massive disaster of this scale um, has really put a lot of strain on those plans and how this works and what this looks like. Um, and I think that's going to be a big part of the post-2020 is reevaluating those disaster plans and how this looks moving forward. Right. I did, but I'm actually going to make that a, co a coffee chat with ASUN. Um, and working with spirit guides. So Brenda, you missed it, but don't worry, it'll be back because I want to go a little bit more in depth and I think I may even make the whole chat about spirit guides and working with them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but as soon as I get time and I'm going to have to block it better, um, we will, you'll be getting Monday coffee chats. You will also notice that our Facebook pages are currently going through a makeover. Um, you'll get a lot more independent information there. Um, and, you know, because, you know, we were playing. You know, we got time to experiment. Um, I'm hoping by the middle of September that um, a lot of my classes will be online. You'll be able to take them online. Um, and it kind of leads me into something. Um I don't know if we talked about this on the show or if we haven't. Some of the 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 class prices for stuff. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, we talked briefly about like the high ticket closer thing on yep. one. Is and I had to go look that up. I was like, "What in the hell is a high ticket closer?" I don't know what that means. Like that sounds like a made up job title, and sort of is. Mm -hmm. um, it's basically a salesperson. Um, for expensive shit. 
Um, Such as like a $20,000 class. Mm -hmm. Um, Take it away. Well, you know, and I'm seeing these more, you know, yes, I've got roughly 50,000 in my degrees um, in my training and that type of thing. Mm -hmm. However, I've probably never paid more than 3000 and that was for a master's degree. My metaphysical master's 75 for this 33, you know, three, 400 for this stuff. I am seeing a Reiki certification for $800 Reiki level one online. God, please do not feed into this. Well, and moreover, let's start with the Reiki master online or Reiki level one online. Mm -hmm. Like break it down for them in case no one's catching this. Yeah, these are video classes. The instructor isn't there. This isn't like my live uh, classes that I'm currently teaching through video. First of all. Second of all, Reiki, you can't do... You can do distance Reiki. Mm -hmm. But I don't feel that you can do the Reiki activations distance-wise. Well, learning it. Learning it. Yeah. How do you teach that? Right. That's what, like, that's, like, my first, like, boom is, like, how do you even begin to engage that? Right. I don't understand. Because that, uh, like, even in talking one with you and, you know, others who teach Reiki courses, is that, especially for that level one. Mm Mm-hmm. That's really a, you've really got to be there. Right. So that you can get some one-on-one interaction. Right. Um, to understand what, what's going on. And hand placements and, you know, finding that energy spot in the body, what it feels like. There's a lot there. Granted, there's a lot of textual information that you can learn. Mm-hmm. Right. But that hands-on, no, 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 no. It's a Reiki book. Yeah. It's a $800 Reiki book. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's this book that isn't a, isn't a $800 Reiki book. I think I got this for like 20 This was my Reiki manual book. It's a practical student's workbook and essential reference material for Reiki practitioners. However, no, it's $1,350 was the book. Granted, it's old. Yeah, I've had my Reiki for a while. But... <laughs> I don't think you can teach that distance-wise. It's just uh, not possible. Um, furthermore, getting the level, transferring the levels, again, not possible. Yeah. Well, and to me, comparatively, if I if I had to put it in IT terms, it's like I'm trying my best right now mm-hmm. um, because of this situation in the world, pandemic, yada, yada, to help a client set up a printer. That is being stubborn on finishing its setup. And I'm running in really hard, even as a seasoned IT professional at this point in my life, running into a really hard brick wall of, I don't know how much more I can do without touching it. Mm-hmm. 
that that's where I'm at. I can't, there are just some things as an IT person I can't do unless I can touch it. Mm -hmm. I can't remote into a printer. Like you cannot team viewer a printer. Um, as in like, it's not going to pull me the, the screen and show me everything is wrong. Um, there, and there's a number of things professionally. I just cannot do remotely. Right. I cannot replace your hard drive remotely. I'm not even going to start to walk you through that. Um, just because I know there are a lot of caveats that go with that. Mm -hmm. um, every computer is different. Every manufacturer is doing something weird and different and strange. And frankly, as much as IT solves issues with, have you tried turning it off and back on? And is it plugged in? I'm fearful. No. Like some things I'm just not even going to try with people. Like I'm not going to guide you through a hard drive replacement. Um, I have to touch it. Right. Well, we can take shipments. Do I now? They can ship it to us. Yes. Or we can do, so to speak, a contactless curbside pickup. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of options here. Right. And I'm trying to implement those, and I'm already on this one client situation just about there. Right. Like, do you have a picnic table mm -hmm. near an outlet? Mm -hmm. All right. Let's pick a sunny day. And we're going to set on, you know, your your porch mm -hmm. in masks, and we're going to fix this. Right. Like, I will glove up, I, as I am currently doing with all my clients, and we'll make it happen. Right. But you see where I'm going there, is there's yeah. just some things I can't do, like, there's a limit. Right. There's only so much you can do remotely. Right. Um. But the point being is, just watch what you're buying, just because it's got a name behind it. And I even came close to this, and it aggravated the heck out of me. I got invited to a launch party, and I was there, and, you know, there was only so many of us invited, and it's turned into a sales pitch for a new university. Wow. Yeah. Well, yeah. And w I think the more important part is the price on the classes for yep. the material that it is. Like, I'm not saying that the material will not be beneficial to your business. Mm -hmm. It's just at a price level that takes some convincing mm -hmm. um, for any business owner. Because we totaled that up and that was going to, that situation was going to be over $30,000 if you took it all. Right. And that's a big ask. Like, right. that's not like, you know, hi, show up. Okay, these 10 courses will total up to like 3,000. Mm -hmm. And potentially they have value. Right. That will immediately put 3,000 back in your business. Mm -hmm. And we can argue this and debate right. it and have a conversation. That's a hard ask. That's, yeah. that's a really big one. Like, that's m more than most people make in a year. Mm -hmm. Like, I got to see some results, man. Well, not only that, but I got to, and I've got to start asking my question myself this. Mm -hmm. Do I have room on the wall for another freaking piece of paper? Mm -hmm. 
Well, and sometimes what the value is. Yeah. Like, I'm not questioning many of the things you've done as being invalid. Right. I'm not. I'm not. Um, but there are some things that after a while, it's, am I doing education? Like, why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. Like, how is this benefiting me? What is one more class going to do for me? Mm-hmm. Or this one more class going to really do for me? Because mm-hmm. I have seen that happen a lot within the business world. Right. Um, is sometimes there is a, you know, um, especially in that like C-level executive category, um, there can be this belief that you're going to go take a class and it's going to cost $10,000 or $50,000 and you're going to make millions of dollars off of that. So why would you even care? Like this is where your high ticket closer comes in. Um, but the reality is there's a weird psychological phenomenon going on. Mm-hmm. When you ask people to part with that much money and you get them to, they're going to do everything in their power to justify that money. Mm-hmm. Because the hardest thing to admit to yourself is that you just spent that much money and got nothing. Mm-hmm. So you can often find like, you know, um, for instance, like property investing and property flipping and investment classes and all these things that have a lot of really positive feedback. Mm -hmm. But did it, did it really help? Was it worth that money? Mm -hmm. Because when you actually look at it in a lot of cases, no, it wasn't. It didn't work. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of like recanned, high hype, like high energy, mm-hmm. recycled garbage. Right. Oh, yeah. 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 Brenda, I'm there. I understand that one. Um, though I will say, I did actually ask that question once and fix something and made someone tell me, I hate you. Shut up. Um, and that was a, uh, that was a lovely, lovely woman whose grandkids visited. And after they left, she couldn't figure out what they did to her computer, but she no longer had sound. And so of course, IT 101, are we sure all the cables are plugged in? And she started to say yes. Uh, you know that, yes, of course they are. And then it hit her. Oh, shut up. We had to unplug that, this thing, something from a power strip to plug something else in. She's like, shut up and go away. I hate you. I was like, please deposit $20. (laughs) Let me send you an invoice should be your new frame of mind. Because I think that you, I've got to get you, I got to get you trained on that one. You know, I, like, I have problems with that. Some I really do. I have problems charging for some things. Like, I feel bad. Uh-huh. You keep I'm going to call Ziff Talk, and I'm going to get you a lovely new number. <laughs> and they will charge for me. I will have to deal with that. There we go. But, no, I do. And that's a struggle a lot of people have is charging for their services because I'm going, it's simple logic, man. Uh-huh. Like, 
this is what I go through if the coffee pot doesn't work. Like, okay, there's only so many things that can go wrong here. Mm -hmm. What's my first obvious options? Uh-huh. Okay, let's try that. Yep, and then the, the last option needs to be, oh, shit, I better go get him coffee from Cheats or he's going to brew me some army coffee. <laughs> yeah, no more of that. <clears throat> no more camp coffee. Mm -mm. Uh-huh. Nope. Nope. Oh. I'm not kidding, y'all. He put coffee in tea balls and tried to serve it to me. Hey, it worked. It was thick. It was good. Could have been used as espresso or paint thinner. Uh, uh huh. Yeah. It was also chunky. I had to chew coffee. <laughs> not how anyone should start their morning. Never. Uh -huh. Never should they ever. Uh huh. No, not a thing. Not a thing. Not a thing. Mm -hmm. Um, but yes. Yeah. Oh, and it looks like we have a Gwen with us. Should I guess she's lurking? I just saw it pop in. She liked our video. Awesome. But she hasn't said hi to us, or we missed it. Are we horrible people and didn't say hi to her? Like she's been here the whole time. Like hi. Well, and, you know, it's good to have lurkers, and, you know, it's nice to chat when you're in the mood to chat. Minka's with me. There's a reason that, you know, army men drink coffee really strong, just so get used to it. Because normally coffee's just brewed in a pot and allowed to settle. Another thing that you won't see me offer a class on until I can do it in person exactly a cup of coffee strong espresso is wonderful um it's tea leaf reading that's gonna have to be an in-person class because we've experimented on that mm, that's not gonna work that well yeah we were like we had a whole conversation about but how could you do it uh-huh and i still say though if we could get everyone to take decent photos uh-huh i think it's possible we'll see we're still working out the kinks and you know how how to operate in this new world, yeah. um, but the first class up is tarot. I'm currently working on editing and getting that ready, and there's a few other projects that are on the board. So, but no, my tarot courses will be the first ones up for remote. And yes, you do have homework. Yes, there is homework. Yeah. Um, Yes, I will probably do tea leaf reading. I will. I'm working on putting the class together because again, this is something I learned they didn't have a book for, um, which was a really strange experience. Because recently, I found out that an author that I used to take classes from uh, basically battleground tested us and then wrote a book about it. Oh yeah, you were getting mad reading through that. Uh -huh. Oh, are you ticked? Uh-huh. Because what struck you is you were in a situation in which someone asked you a question, uh -huh. referencing a thing, and you're sitting there going, how do you know about that? Right. Because, like, that stuff that um, isn't supposed to be public domain uh -huh. or isn't supposed to be out there for the public. So how do you know that? Uh-huh. Where did you get it from? Okay, now I need to know the title and like we're we're getting a book. 
Uh huh. Um, so you're sitting there with Kindle earlier, going, "Okay." And so you were seeing, and there was a bunch of stuff that, okay, now you can talk about. Yeah, because now it's public domain. Yeah. Well, it's in the public. It's no longer like oath bound, as you put it. Right. Um, you know, to secrecy, it is now out there. But in addition, you're finding out there's a whole nother layer you had no idea about. Yeah. Which is that you were being used basically in a case study situation. Mm -hmm. Um and were you you weren't told this is what this was you weren't consenting to that right you were thrown out there with material and you know no other information like this is really bad human testing mm -hmm. like or magical testing well yes yeah um so yeah no i totally understand the anger and aggravation there like Mm -hmm. Ooh, that's really ugly. Yeah. Because but, potentially you're running around with material and using it and could have been doing something else entirely, could have taken a massive hit to your reputation uh -huh. if these things were not working. Uh-huh. Um, sort of like if I were to go for, say, a, you know, A-plus certification course, and this publisher decides that mm, one out of every thousand, we'll just give you test material in terms of, like, we're not sure if we're going to put that out there, but we're going to give you a different copy of the book with totally different information mm -hmm. and i go to take this test and i'm sitting here going what not like this is not what i this isn't it mm -hmm. like I, I i don't know what you're talking about and then find out years later i failed that test because you gave me material mm -hmm. to study for this or to do this and wait a minute, where's my refund? Uh-huh. First of all, where's my refund on that book? Because, hi, mm -hmm. based on what I just found out, and then where's my refund on that test I failed? Right. Because that shit ain't cheap. Because the A-plus, if anyone's not familiar, is a uh, computer uh, uh, certification. Mm -hmm. And each of those tests is, I believe, 250 apiece right now. So I would have potentially been signing up to take both mm -hmm. $500 plus this book, plus all my time, effort, and energy mm -hmm. to learn material. Yeah. And it's all the wrong material. Well, it's not the wrong material I was given. It was the right material. It was more so $1,375 for the book, $4,000 for to be the test monkey. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I'm saying is that's a very expensive situation uh -huh. to find out that, you know, the thing you were led to believe uh -huh. um, was, you know, a tried, proven, true thing. 
mm-hmm. um, to later find out that no, nah, we we're just playing and see what's you know we're throwing spaghetti at a wall, seeing if it sticks. Right. Is so, effectively what you got told, and yay, the spaghetti stuck. Mm-hmm. No, we didn't but, get told that it, to see if it sticks. We we got told that this is you know you cannot expose this. You can't use this. Oh. Yeah. Well, now you can. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, guys, we will be back on Friday. Hopefully, there'll be a chat with Ace in sometime um, this week. And if it is, I'll post in the morning that I'm going to be on. It'll depend if my office sounds like a war zone or not. Um, <laughs> may not see me on the phone, but you'll see me taking chat through Keen um, because of that effect. And let's see, I'm not doing any classes, not traveling, not going anywhere. I'm staying in my little house where I belong because we're still on, what, day two? Oh, I don't know. Have we seen the updated numbers? Did we hit three again? Like that, like this is like the worst workplace number situation. Mm-hmm. Like their days since accident. Yeah, we don't even need a second digit. Like we, West Virginia right now cannot stay below 3% for more than a couple of days. Right. Like we max out at like one week and then 3% again. And so restarts the ASIN public timer. Right. But yeah. No, we haven't checked today. I just keep getting frustrated every time I look and I'm like, oh, not again. Like, we're racing. Really, guys? Oh my God. But, yeah, so you're looking that up real quick? Yep. No, it takes a second for the dashboard to load, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. Yeah, I'm telling you, we ought to put a bid in for replacing some of these websites. Well, not that it matters at this point. I don't know. Like a lot of the, and that's what we're running into is we're seeing a lot of systems fail. Um, like the unemployment systems are failing. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, yeah, we knew they were ancient, old, and antiquated and weren't ready to handle the situation that we're currently in. That's why we tried to get money to replace it 10 years ago, 20 years ago, you know. Um, and you kept saying no, that it was wasteful spending. Well, mm-hmm. here we are. Yep, we are still on day three. Woo-hoo! We were real close. We were up to day 12. And I was like, yay, I'll start scheduling live appointments. And it was like, next day, no, we ain't doing that. Oh, did we actually hit double digits? Yeah. I didn't even think we had hit a double digit period. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow. We were two days away from it, Three day, four days ago. Oh, oh, so sad. So yeah. close, guys. Yeah. So hopefully, well, you know, people will behave, wear your freaking yeah. mask, wash your hands, um, so that, you know, I can get back to doing some, pop- I may do just pop-up events. Well, there you go. Yeah. All right. Vanna, take it away. All right, so of course we always want to thank our Patreon sponsors, Beverly Walker and the Crystal Lotus Shop. And the Crystal Lotus Shop is at 89 Old Main Plaza in St. Albans, West Virginia. 
Um, so we always, always, always appreciate their support for the show. And if you would like to become a supporter of the Mount, of the Psychic Coffee Shop, the Mountain Bears, um, please visit pcspnetwork.com. And you can learn more about us, the shows, and how to become a Patreon sub, uh, sponsor. Yep. And I am taking video and phone readings. And I want to thank all of our new listeners. Um <laughs> And check your favorite streaming services. You might be surprised. The Psychic Coffee Shop and Mountain Bears has been added to a lot of them here recently, including Google Playlist, um, um, Google um, Spotify, we're over on iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and of course our base is Anchor uh, FM. So feel free to you know check those out, especially if you miss a show or you want to take us along in the car. It's much better to listen to us than to be watching us while driving. Yes. And yeah. most importantly of all, a lot of older episodes are finally now available. So you will see a lot of our old of the show's older content, not even just our older content, but a lot of the long running show of the Psychic Coffee Shop. Yep. Um, way back into the past. Um, we are almost 12 years. Yes. Yeah. So, have a great night. Stay safe. Be well. Take some rest. We'll see you Friday. You'll see me sometime this week. Bye, y'all. Goodbye.